Hey friends, and welcome to another episode of Road to Radical Visibility. If you are an online entrepreneur and you have been thinking about hiring your own VA, I would encourage you to listen to this episode. If you are an online entrepreneur that wants to be empowered to become more radically visible, then I encourage you to watch or listen to this episode. My name is Rachel Freeman Sowers, also known as the Breakthrough Bitch, because I am passionate about helping people in the LGBTQ+, neurodiverse, and female communities to break through the things that are keeping them from being more bold in the expression of themselves, their mission, and their truth in business and in life. The guests I have on the show today, we clicked. It was it's been a remarkable process. I met them through their Facebook group. You can find that link in the description below. And we just were like, we need to do more together guest episodes. So I said, hey, I'd love to have you come on the Road to Radical Visibility show slash podcast. And of course, they said yes. So my guests are Kirsten and Jeannie from Six Figure Business Coaching. Now, although they have their own business, this episode isn't just about their business. We talk about all things and benefits and becoming radically visible and challenges um, as online entrepreneurs. We also talk about, and I share my story of hiring uh, my virtual assistant from the Philippines. Her name is Jane. We were synchronistically put together. We found each other at a time when I was really looking to up-level my business and to honestly be able to create content. I don't know if this is you, but my zone of genius is in creating the content. It's in really um, being the visionary in my business and leading it in that way. And so Jade has been a godsend to me. And when I met um, Kirsten and Jeannie, Although they weren't a part of me hiring Jade, I've learned so many more things that I can do with Jade that will help my business become more, for me, become more easy and create more flow. And so I'm excited to talk with them today. We have some laughs because <laughs> we just get along. We just click like that. I hope you enjoy this episode. So let's go ahead and dive in. Okay, so welcome to Jeannie and Kirsten. I'm so happy to have both of you on the show. And of course, like I always do, let's dive in to the initial question I ask every single guest that I have on the show is what does radical visibility mean to you? Well, first of all, thank you for having us. <laughs> we love your show. <laughs> we think the world of you as well. Um, so radical um, what was it? Radical, radical visibility, radical. Vis I wrote RA, but RV, um, to me just really means, you know, showing up, you know, wherever my ideal client is. Cause I always think of it in business terms. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's showing up on platforms and being, well, trying to be comfortable. You know, you always have to challenge yourself, especially if you're on video and you're not comfortable being on video. Mm -hmm. um, but just, you know, showing up and and being yourself. You know, it's okay to follow people and watch kind of other gurus and things, the way that they do things. But ultimately, you, people will recognize whether it comes from the heart or not. Oh so, gosh, yes. You know, I feel like you you need to you need to show up. You need to say what you think and the people who 
will be attracted to you, will be attracted to you and want to hear more from you. So. Yeah. It's that courageous thing from the heart, right? You mentioned the heart and it really is having that courage from the heart to, mm-hmm. to welcome people into your world. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I, and I think it's a little bit harder for those of us who are a little older. <laughs> we haven't spent, you know, all the, our time with, you know, a phone mm. in our face, you know, talking about ourselves. So I, I think it's a little, can be a little more challenging for some of us. And, you know, I'm, I'm typically, friend, you know, easy in a crowd. Like I can talk to lots of people. That's not a problem for me, but, you know, put me in front of a a screen that doesn't have anyone. It's a little more awkward. (laughs) Yeah. And it can be, I think it's too interesting that we forget that we didn't have cell phones when we were young. I mean, like this has not always been like you're saying a part, a part of us, a part of our life. And That it makes a difference generationally. I totally believe that there's a different emotional and a mindset shift that needs to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Thanks. <laughs> sure. Kirsten. So, okay. So Jeannie brought up this question today. She said, you know, Rachel's going to ask us this question. <laughs> so it, it took me down. Like I always go down rabbit holes. So people, please bear with me. So when I think about the word radical, the first thing I think about is radical thinking. Like you need to get to the root of a problem in order to have a long-term solution. And I was having a conversation with a friend the other day talking about our education system and how it doesn't really teach radical thinking or critical thinking and how important that is, you know, to us and and to younger generations. So with this question, I was kind of thinking, oh my gosh, like, what does that mean? And uh, Jeannie had hurt her eye about a week ago and um, she couldn't look at a screen. So she couldn't be on her computer. She couldn't be on the TV. And so she was you know, she was bemoaning her situation of not being able to work. Upgraded. <laughs> yes. And so I had said to her, oh my gosh, why don't you just spend this time thinking? Just relax and spend this time thinking. And what was your answer? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is not fun for me. I want to do. <laughs> yeah, she's like, that's exhausting. I don't want to do that. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, if I could just lay around and think for three days, that'd be like my happy place. So when it comes to the question of radical visibility, I kind of want to kick it back to you, Rachel, a little bit. Like, what does radical visibility mean to you in the context of the sentence or question? So I think it's I think it's really interesting where each mind goes to, right? Yours went to, oh, if I could sit around and think. And uh, Jeannie's is, oh, if I could just do, do, do. Like, I don't want to sit around. And for me, radical, the beauty of it is, is that it's purely defined about when you are showing up as you. Okay being that fullest self. And, and I would ask you, like, when you talk about radical thinking and critical thinking, I totally agree that we're not taught that. And there's reasons why we're not taught that because we have to operate into a system. And yes, you can be yourself, but you only be yourself enough until it disturbs something else in the system. Right. So I would, I'm going to just, I'm going to just toss it back over to you and say, no, that about showing up purely as yourself, what does radical visibility mean to you? Well, I think when it goes back to our education system, if you think about it, uh, we started public education uh, during the industrial revolution. And our goal was to kick out factory workers, right? People were coming in from the countryside. We were building cities. The industrial revolution was happening. We needed workers. We didn't need thinkers. We needed workers. And so I guess when I think showing up for radical visibility, um, for me, it means showing up based on my value system 
And so I kind of joke that sometimes like living in my head is a little bit of a nightmare, but in order for me to have a value of, of what I think about something, I like to, I like to figure out, could I argue both points? So I'm, I'm going to bring up the vaccine, not, not picking a point or whatever, but if you were going to take the position that the vaccine was amazing, I want to be able to debate it with you on why it's not. Mm-hmm. If Jeannie's going to take the position that, it is, that it's terrible, I want to be able to be, debate why it's really good, right? Mm-hmm. So until I figure out if I can debate both sides of an issue, there's no way for me to make a decision on what my core value is based on that topic. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think showing up is showing up with consideration of the topic and what my belief and value system is around things and not letting, you know, culture, you know, mm-hmm. politics, religion, other people define what my values are or my, what my system is. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also amazing to realize, you know, we were just talking about not growing up in the age of technology. I think it's really important to realize as human beings, we can change our position on things, right? Yep. So when we're younger, we're idealistic, you know, we have sometimes different uh, opinions of things because we don't always know long-term consequences of them. So, and as we get older, sometimes our positions change. On the flip side of that, I think it's very important that as we get older, that we don't take a position of complete conservatism or caution mm-hmm. um, out of fear, right? So mm-hmm. it's be, it's still being able to be open-minded and having the ability to not necessarily think everything's bad. I feel like when people get older, we often say, oh my God, this generation's doomed. Mm-hmm. Can you believe this is happening? You know, that, that wasn't the way it was in my day kind of thing, you know? And so for me, it is all about um, just spending time to think about who I am and what I believe in and accepting the fact that I don't need to change anyone else's mind, right? Mm-hmm. I can respect everyone's opinion and what they view as important and not let it affect how I view things or how I feel about things or how I feel about myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love both of these definitions because they really go hand in hand and, you know, it is about knowing yourself, right? Radical visibility isn't always this outward notion. It's not always like, here I am, I'm here. This is, I'm taking a, like, it's not always these things, but it's for, knowing yourself. So then in any given moment, you're able to know how you would, you're going to handle it. I mean, you don't have to know the end result. You just know how you want to be in the world. And, you know, you're talking about values and, and about how those are really the um, guidance system in which you move about in the world. And even those sometimes can change. And I love that you said that because it is true. We get to change our minds. And we're not always taught that in culture and we're definitely not always taught that in business. So if we go back to critical thinking and even a common sense scenario for me, I'm not, it's, we're taught in business to be looking at these experts and these professionals. And I, and I'm totally down with that. And yet when that takes over our own way of being, it causes a lot of stress and tension and shame and guilt as we try and build businesses, right? Because the two of you have a business. So talk to us, just give us a little insight as what your business is. And then we're going to dive into some other stuff. Go ahead, Kirsten. <laughs> I was waiting for you. <laughs> so Jeannie actually owns a marketing agency, which she's owned for over a decade. And I do one-on-one business coaching, which I've done for over a decade. And we both have clients 
that we've had for over a decade. So, mm-hmm. you know, kind of been doing that for a long time. But we actually partnered on a business where we help entrepreneurs outsource overseas. So we really like to help them with their outsourcing of their marketing and automating their marketing. So our goal is to help them generate leads so that they can grow their business and focus on what's important and what their unique ability is. So they're not spending all their time doing things that they don't enjoy doing or are not the best use of their time. And Mm -hmm. so we're really lucky we get to do that, help a lot of people uh, bring on that first team member. And sometimes it's their fifth or sixth team member, you know, by the time they're through with us. Mm -hmm. So, when, so in essence, your business is really helping other people learn and be more visible, right? I mean, that's essentially part of that. And oftentimes when we get to a level in business in which we do want um, the help, um, there's some limiting beliefs that can be around some of that, which I'm sure you guys know all about. How did you guys, I mean, you have very it's not very different definitions of radical visibility, but you know, the two of you look like you have some common ground, but you're also opposites. How does that work in your business and building a business as a partnership? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we definitely have different strengths, but I kind of feel like we have the same core values. So Mm. I'm a very technical person. I'm a, I love to design um, and it's interesting because I, I people would think I'm an extrovert because, you know, like I said, I love having people over. I love entertaining. But yet, you know, getting in front of a camera is not always <laughs> ideal for me. I get, you know, camera shy or I forget things. But um, but I feel like um, not only are we complimentary because Kirsten is the big picture thinker. Well, she can tell you all about that, but she's amazing. But I also feel like we're both driven and we're both mm-hmm. passionate about you know, what we've been through and how we can help others not go through some of the trudging through the mud that we've Mm -hmm. been through. So, you know, and it's so rewarding to see, you know, people when we can hand them something that we've already created for them, because we know it's something that's going to take them too long, or they're going to struggle with here, Mm -hmm. just use this, this is going to help you. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's funny, too, because even though, like she said, we have similar values and we're different, we agree on so many things. Mm-hmm. But on on other things, sometimes if we're trying to write content, we bicker like six year olds. <laughs> we're like, like we are literally like you would like separate them. Go to your separate rooms, girls. We gotta separate you. So we bicker like six year olds. And when we joke when we're working with a copywriter that our content looks like Sybil wrote it, like thirteen different personalities, because the two of us are trying to come up with wording that represents both of us. So I think that's our biggest challenge. Sometimes is in copy is being able to express things because we do communicate differently. And yes. so the secret to that is hire a copywriter who can kind of capture both of us and does a great job. And then we don't have to bicker. So that, that works out well. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and I really do think it's about, I mean, this whole show about road to radical visibility is again about knowing ourselves because the two of you know your strengths independently. I mean, like this isn't any different than a marriage or a partnership in, right. you know, and I'm not talking about other ways, but you know, like it's no different when two people come together. And it, if you can know yourself as you're coming together and know those strengths and know those weaknesses um, and know where you want to improve or things that aren't in your zone of genius, so to speak, it's really helpful when you come together because then you're two independents, but you're also a team that's working together. Yeah, I think we're really fortunate in that. And I think that's why a lot of entrepreneurs come to us. They're usually solopreneurs and they need that feedback. They need 
somebody to bounce that idea off off of to say, you know, well, did you think about it in this way? Or have you thought about it that way? So, you know, I'm so grateful that that we have a partnership Mm -hmm. because, you know, sometimes you get stuck with that idea and it just goes round and round and round and you don't come up with, well, what's the, I've got five solutions. Which one's the best one? I don't know. Today, I think this one, tomorrow, I'll think that one. So, you know, it's really valuable to be able to talk that out. And I think we're also extremely supportive of each other. So, you know, Jeannie is incredible with technology and she's very creative. You know, she's got a marketing background and she's a designer. And sometimes like she just loves to design things. But, you know, we have a team, we have an entire team of virtual assistants for her marketing agency and for our business. And so sometimes when we're looking at our workflow for the week, I'll say, oh, delegate that, delegate, delegate that, delegate that, you know. And so... But I always try to come back to her and say, hey, look, you know, if if there's something that you feel like there's a creative spark in you and you want to do it, don't ever delegate it. Right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes she'll say to me, hey, I really want to sink my teeth into this, but I know it's not the best use of my time this week and something else will come up later. So I feel like we're also very supportive of each other with um, with what our strengths are, what our needs are within the business. I think this is so important to why people would benefit from hiring mentors, just like the three of us. Really, it's, it's very much like Jeannie is saying, you know, we only know what's in our own head. Like I, at the level that I'm at, I only know what's in my own head. Like it doesn't matter what level you're at. It's the same. And so to have someone to bounce these ideas off of, and also to have those people that are there for you, that aren't going to judge you, that aren't going to say, why aren't you doing this? that aren't going to say, oh, this doesn't work for you too bad. Because I can imagine in your system, if someone's saying, I'm struggling with this part, you guys sit down with them and you say, hey, listen, how can we work this out to the way that it makes sense to you? Like that, that to me is like one of the best things I love doing with my clients. And I know the two of you are the same, but that hasn't always been how you know, these are evolutions that I've, I've been through and I can't speak for you guys, but that's an evolution where I've been able to mirror this non-judgment, this full acceptance, this, these things for my clients so they can then have what they want. I'm wondering if there were times in either your life or business, because I know you guys will want, like, always like talking about business, but you know, we like to dig into some personal stuff. <laughs> um, that, that you, it shifted to say, okay, now is my time. It's time for me to do this. I don't have any more time to waste. This is, this is what I need to be doing with my life. Can you share a little bit about those stories? Yeah, I think that, that I, I, I have always worked in corporate. So I went to university. I went and worked at a national ad agency. I worked at MTV networks. I've always been a nine to five Monday through Friday. And But I always had this bug in my head that, you know, why do I need to sit at this desk from nine to five? If my work's done, why can't I just go home? I got shopping to do. I got, you know, other things going on. (laughs) So so, um, I guess, you know, and that it was turned out was when I had I had my second child. So I had a toddler and a newborn. And I thought, I'm not going back to work. I don't want to do it. And so that was a real like put my foot down decide, you know, this is a new lifestyle change for me. And, and I didn't know any entrepreneurs. I didn't know anything about entrepreneurship. I just knew that I could design websites and I could do graphic design and I could do ads and stuff. So that was a huge transition for me. And 
I was so grateful when I met Kirsten because she opened my eyes because she's always been an entrepreneur to, oh my gosh, I can do that. Like that's, you know, oh, I'm so excited. So it was, um, it was definitely a mind shift from, and it still is sometimes I still get back into the, oh, you know, I've got to do, you know, I've got to be in front of the computer from nine to five. And it's like, no, because sometimes I'll get waves of inspiration, you know, sometimes in the morning and then I'll have to, you know, do something else. And then I come back to it in the evening. So yeah, you kind of have to, I, I guess I've learned a lot over time is to, you know, take advantage of the flow of my energy and, and my creative energy, especially. I love that. I just wrote it. I um, was writing a post when you guys went before um, we did this recording and the last part of it, I just want to flow and know. Like that's, that's my deal now. I love the waves kind of movement. I love that. Yes. When you were talking about like how you've evolved and changed, um, I've got clients, it's a husband and wife, and I've been coaching them for about 12 years now. And she was a friend long before they came on as clients. Mm -hmm. And I just remember, you know, probably like, you know, six years into our relationship with us working together, I was up in New England at their home. And I just remember, um, she's a very feeling person. So she communicates a lot with emotions and words, but I'm definitely more of a communicator with thoughts and action kind of thing. And so she's just like, you know, I just want to tell you like how much I appreciate that you're never attached to what we choose to do or not do. Mm. And I said, is it hard to imagine that from the time when we met and we were friends? And she goes, yeah. So it's definitely been an evolution. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's interesting that, um, to be able to offer help to someone and have no attachment to it. I think that's where you have to get to the point where you can really help people because mm -hmm. it's their journey, right? We can, we can say this is the best decision. And I can honestly say that, you know, with my clients, they've had situations where we've talked out ideas and I said, I kind of think this is the direction you should go, but you have to go with what you think is best. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they go in a different direction and then they come back and say, I wish I'd done what you <laughs> talked about. But there's other times they come back and it was the right thing. And that's yep. what I always tell them because I only know about the problem or the situation based on what you're telling me about it. Like I've never met mm -hmm. the, your client or what the issue is going on. Like I only know it from your perspective. So I think it really is about practicing that detachment, but still caring. And so mm -hmm. I think that was a big thing that I had to learn that I can care tremendously about someone and about their success, but not be attached to it. And I think that was... That was something I had to learn. Dang that. Like, again, if you're watching or listening to this on the podcast, I really want you to go look at this video because the way that we connect in this video is really remarkable because I'm just sitting here going yes to Jeannie. Yes to Kirsten. And I'm like, yes, because as a therapist for 18 years at the beginning of your therapeutic career, you're like, Oh, I'm going to help these people. And if they don't succeed or if they don't heal, it's all my fault. And right. you begin to take that on. But as you journey through the freedom of knowing, again, for me, it comes back to knowing myself. Like, I mean, you're talking about that evolution. You have to know where you're at in, in that journey to help other people in that journey. And it's, and it's kind of like that the detachment that you're talking about really is about the other person learning to trust themselves. Yeah. It's not about us giving an answer at a client um, not too long ago. She's like, okay, so I'm here so that you can heal me. Those were her words. Oh yeah. And I said, Oh no. Mm -mm. 
that's not how it works. I guide you to help you know yourself so you can heal yourself because I will not be in your life for forever. I mean, maybe I will be online. You'll watch my videos, whatever, but I don't plan on being in my client's life for long, long periods of time. I want them to know themselves and to grow. And I think that's what you guys also do in your business. Please correct me if I'm wrong, when they're looking for people to help them. The more they know about how they want to interact with this person, how they want to be with this person that they're hiring, the easier it is. Yeah. And I think, you know, I've heard Kirsten say, you know, some people are um, are not, it's going to sound wrong, aren't coachable. In other words, they're not interested in hearing another opinion. They're not interested in entertaining a different direction to go in. They just want somebody to say, Yes, to yes, 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 yes. And that's not, you know, necessarily what a, a coach does. You know, they kind of mm-hmm. help you think, you know, well, how does this affect that? And, you know, is this where you want to go? And this could happen. And you know what I mean? But so I think coaching is so incredibly important for anyone, whether it's, you know, in person or or business coaching. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like the the most one of the most important parts is to, yes, help you develop yourself but also to help you get out of your comfort zone, try new things, mm-hmm. you know, go in different directions um, and, and get excited about it instead of fearing it. Um, so. Well, I think that's what's so important about how we put work out there or how we talk about our work. I mean, both of you know this, that how I put it out there will will attract those people that are ready for it. I mean, now literally everyone that comes to me, I know is supposed to work with me and I'll know if they aren't, but right. that, that is very, very seldom from mm-hmm. what it used to be way back when, when everyone would just come. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's, it's allowing yourself to know that and become radically visible in that way through your copy, through yeah. how, you know, how you work with people. Um, so as people come to you, tell, tell me about your typical client and um, when they're done working with you, what, what are they able to do? Oh, I love this question. I knew you would. <laughs> so first of all, what we do is a little bit different than a lot of people. Um, so we help our clients hire a virtual assistant and we don't have an agency. We do have a, we have a process for making sure you hire the right person but it's really, really important for us, one, that you learn the skill of hiring, because mm-hmm. hopefully this team member will just be the first of many team members to come and help you grow your business. But also when you're going to have someone work with you and be on your team, they need to be in alignment with you, right? Mm-hmm. They need to be the, the personality style, the communication style. And it's, it's great if they're really passionate about what you do. One of our clients is a dietitian, and she actually hired a virtual assistant in the Philippines who was also a dietitian. Mm. And she was just over the moon excited because they are talking, speaking the same language. They're excited about the same topic. So that is really helpful. Um, one of the things that we're often asked is, you know, can I really hire a great virtual assistant? Like, is there really someone out there that I can trust who's going to be amazing? And it's really hard to say this, but the answer is always yes. But it's not just about that person. We have to make sure that you become the right person, right? And and so, and I think that, like, right, exactly, yeah. And, and so saying that to people, they're kind of, you know, it, it, it's, it's different. We have people who have been hiring managers, who've been HR people, you know, who manage huge teams, and they will come in to work with us, and then they kind of deviate from the process, 
mm-hmm. and they hire the wrong person. Mm-hmm. And then they'll usually come back and say, I, I didn't do what you told me to do. Mm-hmm. And it's just hard to explain to someone. It's very different to hire someone overseas for your own business than it is to hire someone in corporate America, right? Where you have, you know, you're doing one part of a job. Like, you know, you're mm-hmm. not doing every, you're not wearing every hat. Mm-hmm. So for us, it really is about helping our clients evolve to the point where they are the best boss that they can be. And they mm-hmm. can um, manage the workflow and get things done and feel like, you know, that they're going where they want to go with their business. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that surprised me, because like Jeannie said, I've always been self-employed, was that I didn't realize what we did, how much it would impact people mm-hmm. in the sense that we hear things like, I finally feel like a real business owner. Mm-hmm. I no longer have imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I can really change the world. You know, so when they come to us with those that got kind of empowerment then like, we're like, wow, that, that's mm-hmm. like, that's like, that's a win for us. Like they are empowered. Yeah. To be who they are and to grow their business and, ex- you know, accept the fact that they don't have to do everything. I think women as a whole feel like we have to do everything. Preach. And we're taught yeah. that bullshit. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. And so it's, it, so for us, it's about, you know, like with you, we talk a lot about creating original content. So you are showing up as yourself and people can get to know you and you are attracting mm-hmm. the right clients. And then we talk a lot about, you know, having your virtual assistant do all the back end stuff, you know, your video editing and your transcription and your social media post and, you know, laying out your course for you and uploading your course for you. Like we, we talk about doing all of those things. And I think one of the things that we also realized early on is that, it's hard sometimes for people to realize that you don't have to know how to do something in order to delegate it. Right. There's a lot of entrepreneurs yep. who feel like I have to be able to do everything before I delegate it. And I'm the complete opposite. My dad said early on that I should go into the military as long as they let me start off as a general. So, you know, I have no problems not being able to do a task, but understanding that I can delegate it and that I can get feedback mm-hmm. on it. And so I feel like that's really exciting when we empower people to realize that as well. Well, and I can say if there are business owners, which I'm assuming there's going to be listening to this show right now, I have hired a virtual assistant um, and I I had hired a few before that. And because I wasn't clear on who I wanted to be or what I wanted, it never really worked out and it wasn't to the fault of of them. This virtual assistant I have now is in the Philippines and um, I didn't know you guys until after I had already started that process or I would have been following you. (laughs) Um, But it has worked out really well because I get to be this compassionate business owner. I get to understand like the English isn't their first language, Um, how I want to interact and how, I mean, like, it's just been a really beautiful evolutionary process. So if you're a business owner, you're like, I can't do it, or I don't know how definitely hit up Jeannie and Kirsten, because um, it pays to be able to have someone uh, uh, with you. And the other beautiful thing is this person was just, her name was given to me. And she's part of the LGBTQ plus community, which she, as you know, I'm a part of and that I love supporting and who I stand for so much in my business and my life and I get to support her. So she listens. She does all the editing of the podcast of any video. We don't do much editing at all, but you know what, if there ever is a tech problem, she does that. She does the transcription. She does these other things and we have these systems set up and she sent me a message the other day and she said, 
Rachel, I can't tell you how much I enjoy listening to every single one of your episodes. It's empowered me to become more of myself every single day. Oh, I know. Don't make, I can start tearing up. I love that. But it's like those experiences that you can have, like I am directly impacting. She said she was able to celebrate her mom's like 50th birthday. And she sent me a picture of her mom and her family and the cake that she was able to get. I mean, like, I'm like, yes, yes, more of that, you know? So if you're on the fence about finding someone to hire and you're not really sure, please make sure to get in communication with Jamie and um, Kirsten. Their information will be in the YouTube description. And obviously um, I'll have them mention their website and stuff later on towards the end of the show. But take this, take this moment to invest in yourself in this way. Yeah. And I think invest is the right word. You know, people think, oh, I don't want to spend the money. I don't have the money to spend it. And you have to say, well, hang on a minute. (laughs) You need to invest in your business in the right way so that you are able to work with more people so that you're able to give somebody, you know, uh, so they can give their mom a birthday party. And, you know, in the Philippines, one of our uh, VAs, didn't she buy a stove for her parents? For Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. Christmas holidays before the yeah. And if you think you can't afford it, I'm just going to challenge you on that whole thing because I, the the beauty of working with Jade in the Philippines is that I can I can up her thing. I have room to up it. I have room to give more. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So and it's you know, it's not breaking my bank. Yeah. I think people don't realize that you can hire someone, you know, for 20 hours a week for about $200 a month, right? Yep. So that it's very affordable. Um, we actually have a video on our YouTube channel and it's called, um, is it ethical to hire in the Philippines where I talk about, you know, the price differences and, and, you know, that kind of thing, but it really does make a great difference, a big difference in their lives. Like you said, mm-hmm. because they love working like our, what we hear all the time is the VAs that come to work for us and our clients love it because we have so much structure, right? Yeah. And most likely when you hire those first virtual assistants and it didn't work out, it was because you hadn't created structure to support them mm-hmm. initially. And so and that's what we hear all the time. Well, I've hired and it was a terrible experience. If I have to spend that much time training them, I may as well do it myself. And so we kind of plugged our clients into an already set up system. So everything's set up to manage the virtual assistant for them. They just have to follow that workflow. And as a result of that, like you're, you're having this great relationship with somebody who hopefully is going to be with you for years yes. and they're excited to be, you know, a part of your business and excited to see you grow. And then I find that women in particular are so generous, right? We give bigger mm-hmm. bonuses. If we had a good month, we share the wealth. Like we reach out and we try to make people's lives better. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just love that more and more women are realizing that they can afford, they can invest in themselves and hire someone to support them. I think, you know, you're mentioning structure and systems and some people um, really struggle with structure and systems. I mean, a long time ago, a while ago, I, I struggled with that because I couldn't find one that fit me. Like I couldn't figure out what it looked like for me. Mm-hmm. I tried to plug into other people's systems and structures. And before we even started this episode, we very much talked about how they're so important to have and make sure that they do fit you and the way that you operate in your business. Because I'm telling you brain fog is real at this point in my life. I'm 49 years old. Um, 
energy level variation from day to day, if not hour to hour is real hormones going wacko is real. I mean, like there's things in life that don't have to be so hard. Yes. Yes. It's interesting. Like with the systems and things like Jeannie's brilliant with that. Like I joke that she's a checklist for everything, but what works well for us is because I'm not a tech person is she might create a system and then we rework it based on how it works for me because I, I joke, we dumb it down for me. So in other words, because a lot of our clients are more like me, they're, they're like ADD. They're very like big picture in their business. Like they love selling, mm-hmm. but they don't necessarily want to do all the back end stuff. And so that's kind of what we do. We work through the process of creating structure. And then, you know, it usually comes out very different from where she starts with it to my feedback, to then her feedback, and then it comes out to be something that works well. And what we talk with our clients about is just use our structure for the first six months with your virtual assistant, and then you and your virtual assistant can change it over time. Mm -hmm. And in fact, on our Q&A call this week, one of our clients, Tiffany, um, who's had her virtual assistant for quite a while now, and she's actually a project manager, so she is a systems and process person. Um, she says she comes to our calls each week just because she likes to hear other people's questions and be a part of everything, mm-hmm. even though she's up and running. But she actually spent some time sharing her structure now. So we were like, hey, mm-hmm. since you've kind of redone your structure, why don't you just share it with everyone on here so that they can see how they may want their structure to evolve too. Mm-hmm. So um Marla, another one of our clients, has actually just hired her fifth, fifth virtual assistant. And uh, until she started working with us, she said, I had no idea that it was even an option that someone could do all these things for me. Mm-hmm. And this is where it gets magical. She has um, two different business with virtual assistants working for them, and they're, they're maxed out. So she hired a virtual assistant for them to share. Mm-hmm. And so the three of them interviewed, they made the decision to hire, and now she's got her two virtual assistants training the new virtual assistant who supports each of them. Wow. So, Right. It's amazing when you think about how Mm -hmm. things can go and how things can evolve in your business. Um, If you're just willing to take that chance um, and believe that you can have a bigger business and that you can be at ease and flow. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. I think we feel like we're not pounding and not grinding and there's not a ton of friction, then we're not working. And the reality is Jeannie and I try to stay at ease and flow with everything that we do um, because Mm -hmm. that's where we can be most creative. That's where we can be most helpful to people is when we're not you know, grinding and and trying to push the boulder uphill all the time by ourselves. So this is just a really great place to circle back about what is radical visibility mean to you, right? I mean, we've gone through this process and I believe like we've said it several times throughout this, but really it is allowing yourself to see yourself, your needs, your strengths, all of the beautiful parts of you to unleash and to create a wholeness about you that's fully accepting of you. So then you can go and say, will you come into my world? Hiring a virtual assistant is not saying, let me show you who I am. It's saying, do you want to come in? Do you want to be a part of my process? And I do this with my hands. It's so interesting because this is what I'm doing with everyone that I serve. And I'm sure it's what you all do. Like you say, come in, let me wrap my arms of support around you. Let me show you Let me help you find yourself in this process, whatever it is, and therefore allow yourself to become more visible, to flourish and to have the life and the business that you want to have. Like it's totally possible. And so I think the three of us are definitely evidence. Yes. Yes. (laughs) 
So, all right. Man, this is going to be so good. We might have to have a part two. I'm just saying this publicly because I'm just going to like. We love know, hanging out with you. So anytime we'll hang out with you. Absolutely. So um, tell us how people can find you and then I'll go, we'll go ahead and wrap up. So we have a lead magnet, which is have double your income with a marketing virtual assistant, even on a tight budget. Okay. And Jeannie may correct me on this, but I think the uh, URL for that is um, outsourcingforbosses.com. Is that correct? Got it right. <laughs> so outsourcingforbosses.com is a, a, a great resource for you guys. And uh, we are over on YouTube at Six Figure Business Coaching, where we put videos out each week all about helping you with your marketing and outsourcing and automation. So don't worry if you didn't catch that. It's going to be in the description of the video. It will also be in the description of the podcast if you're listening to that. Please go and check out Jeannie and Kirsten if you are thinking about hiring a virtual assistant. And if you want to know how good it can be, you can feel free to hit me up and I'll tell you how good it can be. Um, I will end this video like I end every single video. Please make sure to stay true to yourself, be kind to others, and always, always, always honor the wise one that is within all of you. I hope to see you all on the next Road to Radical Visibility show slash podcast. Talk to you then. Bye.